0: Avengers. Welcome What's back to another. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Welcome back. Go. All right. Silence. <laughs>
0: Silence. <clears throat> Welcome back to another Josh. Jostle... Oh, dang it, my braces. <laughs> Welcome back to a Joshless episode of Talking Smack. This week I have with me Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, what's going on? Not much. And we have Lewis. How are you
1: doing, Lewis? Doing good. How are you doing? Hey, who are you, by the way? <laughs> oh, I'm Alex. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit. I'm starting over. All right.
0: Yeah, crap. We're already thirty-five seconds in. All right. Yes, it's Alex. It's <laughs> a Joshless episode. Um, I'm going to warn everyone ahead of time. Yes, this is a Joshless episode with me. Alex is the host. That does not mean Justin from the Movie Wire podcast is co-hosting like normal. But we do have a promo for him. So let's cut to our promo. Please listen to to Justin. He's fantastic. <laughs> He's on the run from the law, falsely accused of murdering his wait. Got my scripts mixed up here. Ah, here we go. This makes more sense. The Movie Wire podcast with host Justin Henson. Hear Justin's movie verdict wherever you listen to podcasts. Tune in to the Movie Wire today. So this week we are um, we're going to talk about The Last of Us, the HBO series that is a spinoff, remake, live action ada- adaptation of the critically acclaimed, um, culturally important video game from uh Sony's PlayStation platforms. Before we go into just the entirety of spoilers. I mean, the game is over 10 years old at this point. It has been remastered it has been made for the PS3, was remastered for the PS4 within like a week, ported to the PS5, remastered for the PS5 and is out on um is out on PC. If you hadn't had a chance to play it, too bad. Same on you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, heck, it had a sequel that came out 3 years ago. So, Let's hear the ratings. As you know, on Talking Smack, it is either the greatest thing in the world, so you must watch, or it's a pass because it's complete garbage and should burn and turn a hellfire. Luis, what do you think of the
1: show? Uh, the show is absolutely the greatest thing in the world. And honestly, that's the end of the podcast, so you should go watch it. So good night, everybody. You don't even
2: need to hear what I think. I, I'm glad I could be here. I'll see you guys later. <laughs>
0: All right, Matt, just for posterity's uh, <laughs> sake, what do you think?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I dug it quite a bit. And, you know, I'm, as someone who has played played and enjoyed the games, I, I, yeah, I'd give it a watch.
0: All right. And for me, I just finished watching it about 45 minutes ago. And I will say, I haven't had time to digest. Yeah, it's good. You should watch it. It is perhaps the best example we have of an adaptation of video game to movie. I mean, to TV. The only, only barely passing the '90s Super Mario Brothers movie.
1: Just barely, though. Barely. Just barely. Well, we're talking marginally.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bob Haskins, uh, John Linguizamo. How can this show do better? Just barely did. We're gonna get into
2: it. We're gonna tell you how.
1: You're right, like like Sonic movies got nothing on this. The new Mario movie, pff, whatever. Like, <laughs> all right.
0: And with that, for a ten year old game and a seventy two year old TV, seventy two hour old TV show finale. Year old TV show. Seventy. That's right. We are now reviewing every episode of I Love Lucy <laughs> <laughs> with
1: Ellie played by Lucille Ball. Exactly,
0: and Pedro Pascal is ricky
1: (laughs) Joel? (laughs) (laughs) all
0: right spoilers for me here all right matt there's Uh, really no way to to describe this thing without just i don't know tell me your feelings
2: yeah it's uh you know i imagine we'll get into more of them but you know you mentioned that it's the
0: probably the the best
2: or most successful video game adaptation to date, which is I think true. Although I will say that, you know, the game itself was already pretty cinematic to begin with. So like if it almost sort of feels like uh, it it didn't have that much work to do, which sounds reductive, but I don't mean it to be. Um, But, you know, there's like certain sequences, certain shots in the show over the course of these nine episodes that are pulled almost like directly shot for shot from the game. Yep. So like, it's interesting We're like, you know, we were joking about super Mario brothers, but that's a case where success or failure, greatest movie of all time. They're, they're pulling from like much less <laughs> of a source material. So like, it really is a wonderful, um, I, I don't want to say, I, I was going to say achievement. I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a great show. Um, but it's working from a lot of like really solid source material too. I was, I was very skeptical of it going in just because there's sometimes with these big cinematic games, you sort of get the sense that Hollywood is like, Oh, finally, one of these we can take seriously and do right. do something with. And I was like, I mean, the game is great at its own. It's already basically a movie that you play, why not just let it be? But, you know, the cast is great. The way that they've adapted it is great. Like the the changes.
1: What they've added to it.
2: What they've added to it. Yeah, the, the tweaks and to the, the tweaks and expansions, I don't want to say are for the better, but they are definitely enhancing what's there for this specific specific medium. Um so yeah, I I just I, I was sort of biased because I already loved the game, but I just think it's great.
1: Uh pretty pretty much. I gotta agree with all of that. It's it's um a love letter to be sure, but it's not just a love letter uh, with with uh, you know bias thrown into it and not done in a way that is adapted well and then portrayed well for for T V watching. It's 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 got all the beats down for proper episode lengths, what is it, two ninety episodes and the rest are about an hour ish. Uh, if not a little bit less, <clears throat> but, uh, but yeah, the, the shot for shot stuff was great. Cause the, the first game for me was memorable as all hell. Yeah, so like, I, I, I still had vividly, you know, some of these episodes, uh, I think especially the first two where they walk right in front of the school, they walk they walked, the, uh, you know, outside by the, uh, uh, they're looking at the horizon of the city. That's almost shot for shot. Almost word for word delivery, uh, maybe not the same, exactly. But 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 those pieces were important and, and and created such a character in the game that I'm glad that they brought it back um, as faithfully as possible in their own way. Um, and it's just it does not mean anything for those who haven't watched the who haven't played the game, but it's meaningful for you know for those who have played the game and for those for those of us who've been in the medium of gaming for so damn long uh, and yes this is definitely not the first game that's been that's been given a, a good treatment to adaptation look there's been others that have gotten really good and, and gotten real close and yes I'll give it to them they did a great job of this one being like the de facto but just the, the way that they that they put it together gave I think and me being a long time nerd, long time gamer it gave um, it's almost like acceptance like finally like We've done our our stupid selves, our genre, our our mediums has has been noted and has it can be seen now. Um, you know, this how many people do you guys know that you wanted to share The Last of Us Two, but you know they would never, ever do it because they don't play games and they're like they look down on it, or did you they don't think they have the mental capacity or the hand coordination, so they never play it. They don't even want to sit down and watch you play because they get bored during the play gameplay sequences, they just want to watch the cutscenes like now they've got to finally experience this thing and that that is what makes me the happiest out of this damn thing
0: yeah come a long way since pac-man baby exactly. yeah <laughs> i had hopes that they could do it right if they had the right person interpret it um the game made a lot of effort to make joel and ellie have substance even when they're just walking um, i i loved replaying the game and looking for all the little prompts that you could trigger and ellie would pull out her her pun book and start telling jokes to him just out of nowhere if you like stood in the right spot or you idled long enough she'd start telling him jokes yeah um sometimes when they're traveling she would make commentary on the windows and you could get these extra little moments of them together with her asking him questions or just reacting to the environment she's never seen they did that really well in the game i mean in the tv show I think they had a great foundation to work with. They also weren't constricted by the idea that a video game has to be a movie, which I think is very important because we've like the Tomb Raider games have good stories, but when you slam it together in two hours, it doesn't really work. There's no nuance. There's no room to breathe. Yep. Um, the newest Tomb Raider from five years ago, I was watching that trailer and I was like, oh yeah yeah this is based on the reboot i played this game yeah that's the sequence where this happens that's the sequence when this happens okay cool and it was just they thought that the video game. they thought the way to adapt the video game to a movie was smash the action sequences together and let's hope for the best to a lesser extent the sonica games have really worked but that's because Sonic doesn't really have a story and it's more just about the love of it don't say that. You're gonna get the Sonic lore people on us. Oh, I, I yeah. like I like the Sonic movies. They're fun <laughs> as hell.
1: There's there there is there's story in there, yeah. but like it's nothing. Yeah, yeah. no, just but, it's, it's yeah. yeah don't well, don't think,
2: do it. I think that raises an interesting point because I think something that maybe you're getting at this, maybe I'm extrapolating it, but I think a lot of video game adaptations sort of feel like they're trying to do the story but they're also sort of trying to cram in the stuff from the game that people like from the game. Right. Where like, the thing that comes to my mind is like the first person segments in the, the doom movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, We're like, but this weirdly enough, weirdly the last of us succeeds mostly by stripping all that gameplay stuff out, you know?
1: And then that way they can be more nuanced into the storytelling and kind of piece it and weave it almost perfectly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So it's like, you know, the, the, they're only able to do that bill and frank episode episode three Mm -hmm. because they strip out they decide not to do the long sequence where in the game ellie and joel meet bill and he's like an old paranoid man and they have to Mm -hmm. go do a bunch of shit in the school and it's mostly just collecting things and killing enemies and stuff and there's a big boss fight yeah it's it's really it's really weird to think about we're like they took the game out And then that's how they got the best the best game adaptation.
1: <laughs> well, well, yeah, uh, and, and it makes and it makes perfect sense. back to the Bill and the, the the Bill and Frank uh, the Bill and Frank episode, uh, like that was just a sequence of them. Like we need to find a battery and we need to find a truck. Yep. Yeah, we need to go, and it's just it's just traversing and traversing and traversing, and then we find the battery and let's go. Where like, you know, for film that's maybe ten minutes, yeah, tops. So yeah, mm-hmm. you can build on this on this background on this past. That leads to that final moment but you can tell an amazing story of of how how people dealt with the world crumbling around them i thought yeah. that was
2: and i think beautiful. i think something it also does is it makes those because in the game right so in the, the, the final episode there's a whole sequence where like joel basically becomes a mass shooter <laughs> for yeah. a brief period yeah. um we like in in the game that's not unusual like that's that's the gameplay for the most part is you are like mm-hmm. either fighting like Raiders or you're fighting the infected or whatever constantly. Yeah. But because that so much of that has been taken out of this story, those moments of violence or like, Ellie kill somebody or like Joel torture somebody. They become, I think much more impactful because it's not, it's not the gameplay loop, you know, yep. it's not the thing that you've been doing for the last 15 hours between the cutscenes. Um, so it's it's
0: really it's really interesting as an adaptation in that way. At the same time, I will say that I think we needed one or two more episodes because it did seem to feel as if we were at points watching a cutscene of a video game. Sure. Um you were moving it was moving pretty quickly from one point to the next. Like I felt like the last three episodes were just way too quick. They got they finally got to Tommy's in episode um episode six and then they just blaze through oh yeah cool we're hanging out here for like half an hour to watch a bit of a movie and then he joe uh, joe gets in trouble they do episode they do the left behind episode which is fantastic and then very quickly they're back on the road again and you know episode nine yeah but but i felt like i needed a little bit more in in parts of it because in the game you it never seems that you arrive anywhere in the game without having to battle your way through infected to then get to people who may or may not be trying to eat you. <laughs> sure. And in this one, it seemed like there's just entire swaths of episodes where there's just no infected or clickers at all, except for maybe like they'll, they'll see one or a corpse. And I felt like that was that looming threat seemed to just kind of vanish as the story shifted to. It is humanity which is the true evil in the world.
1: That that's um, kind of true of the the story of The Last of Us in itself. I mean, the yeah personally the 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 clickers and the infected that was just like sprinkling some seasoning onto the whole story. Really, it's it's let's look at the last of these. Ah, I get it. Let's look at the last of these people left on Earth. How they're surviving in the post-apocalyptic uh, era. And then also, hey, here's some some infected situation going on. They're, they're zombies, but not zombies. But like you know, they're there when they happen to be there. So I, I don't know. I thought I thought that was playing on a part,
2: yeah, uh, and
1: I, pretty perfectly. And I do th-
2: I do think that that's just part of zombie fiction too, right? We're like this is effectively it's a zombie story, and you know, The Walking Dead is a great example of this. There's the famous thing from the comic where rick grimes is like we are the walking dead and the point is we are the monsters like that's just a theme that comes up in a lot of at least modern zombie fiction right um i think i think the thing where i where i most noticed that alex is in the finale episode right where in the game there's that sequence where ellie goes through this ordeal with um the, the cannibals Mm-hmm. And has to kill this guy, kills him brutally, and then is traumatized by that. Yeah. And then by the end of the game, she's kind of come out of her shell again, and Joel and her have like fully connected. Right. Um, in the game, there are long gameplay sequences in between those two points that are like helping bridge the time, helping pass, mm-hmm. you know, explain that months are passing by. And then also there's that sort of banter and it, it gives those sequences room to breathe.
0: Exactly. Like, um, because he even says, Oh, you're extra quiet. as a day, which suggests that either it's been a day <laughs> or this is a period. Uh, this is a pattern that's been happening for maybe like a week or so. I mean, yes, we went from the snow to, um, to salt Lake, which apparently early spring, summer or something like that. But there wasn't, there wasn't enough time to really breathe, like you said, breathe. I wanted a little more spacing in in between things, just like so that I knew what was really going on. Like, are there clickers in the middle of the country as they're walking, as they're moving from place to place? Um, what is what is tra- uh, happening with the world other than these little pockets of just of blandness and terribleness?
2: Yeah, you kind of wonder if they could have done an episode that is just more of an action episode or something uh, in in between those two episodes. Or even another departure episode that's like, what's what's Tommy up to? What's Marlene up to?
1: Not even departure, I would say, but more like even on the final episode, just slap an extra 30 minutes to sure. convey that path from, you know, getting out of a uh, 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 cannibal city um and then making your way you know whether by montage or like short snippets of like this is what we did because truly in the game from there to the final point there's really not a lot going on it's it's literally just like we are traversing we are surviving and look we made it here's a draft scene um it's practically what happened so there's really if you look at the game to what happened to, to to get to the final point really there wasn't a lot so I can I can understand why they did what they did because there wasn't a lot narrative to go from there except for the buildup of more connection more connecting between Joel and Nelly and all yeah
2: and like I'm like I said I don't know that it's necessarily a fault with the show like I don't think it's like I it's something I noticed I don't know if I know that it is necessarily bad it's just a consequence I think of just basically stripping the story down to the studs where we're losing the bits where we're sneaking around and like collecting tape and scissors and shit
1: yeah i mean i mean it's it's funny you guys notice that part where i i thought what the 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 part that kind of took me out of out of all these episodes the only part that took me out of it a little bit was joel's rampage um like i i love what they did with it as far as like you know they muted the sound uh everything got foggy to kind of show joel's fog he's just he is just absolutely zoned in on what he has to do. Take Ellie back. Let's get out of here. So he just doesn't care. Most people down, you know, somebody puts his gun down, puts his hands up. He's like, nope, don't care. Bang. Um, you know, and, and it's all just fogged music, fogged sound. Um, so, so I, I thought that they conveyed convey that very well, but we've never seen the one man. Uh, the one man show that is Joel in this show, we've never seen him be the Call of Duty one man, <laughs> one man hero. So it felt a little out of place for me, um, and like maybe if he took down maybe six dudes uh, and then got to Ellie and then skedaddled out of there, we don't know how big the the fireflies were in this location for the small situation was going on here. But instead, it looked like he took out a small militia, um, and, and that. Yeah, in, in the game, yeah, absolutely. Uh oh, no, no. again
0: we, uh, my wife started counting eighteen.
1: D- well, exactly, yeah. A small uh, <laughs> uh, which again, as far as as far as those watching the show, I was like, when did Joel ever become this badass? Like yes, he has a love for Ellie. It's it's you know, he's it's the convey the conveying of, of Ellie is um Sarah, right? Ellie, Ellie is Sarah and Sarah's Ellie. Um, so like we get that's the driving force but at the end of the day, like that's what put me off that that's the part that felt more speedy.
2: Yeah, I can see that. It is definitely the bit that feels most like, you know, I think, I think this is something that people have said about. I've seen people say this about the series, not necessarily as a criticism, just an observation, which I don't fully agree with where it's like, Oh, the thing where they're going from town to town and meeting another set of people every couple episodes is what it feels like we're going through video game levels. I don't agree with that. And anyway, <laughs> the only the only time that I've felt like that criticism might be valid is during that sequence, because that is the sequence where I was like, oh, this feels like Joel's a video now game. playing yep. a video game. Yep. And you know, it's 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 kind of the it's kind of the opposite end of what I was saying before about the violence, right? Where you know it, it doesn't feel as out of place in a game where this is a normal thing where you're going through these stages and taking out 5 10 15 enemies of varying configurations but here where the violence is present but less so where it's much more one-on-one or small groups this this sequence where it basically is him taking a rifle and mowing down an entire hospital that's the that's I think the most... It's impactful, but it's also the most discordant sequence where you're like, like you were saying, oh, we knew this guy was violent, that he was willing to do horrible things. I guess we didn't realize that he was also, you know, on on SEAL
0: Team (laughs) 6, you know? Well, the part that bothers me most about that is that, so they write back, Marlene's there, and she had agreed to give him whatever he wanted. And then she doesn't pay him. At least she could have offered like a token payment or something. Instead she's like, take him out there, give him his bag. If he so much as twitches, kill him. It's like, okay, so now you just, you know what you're taking from him. You know what he can do and what he's saying. You're threatening him with violence. You're not giving him at least his payment to say, hey, listen, we're settled up. And then, you know, he goes on his rampage, gets Ellie. Ellie. They show the they show them in. Uh, she pulls a gun on him in the car park basement parking lot whatever, and she straight up tells him, "I'll never stop coming for her. No one will stop coming for her." Blah blah blah, <laughs> and then she's asking for pity. Yep. And he's like, "You said you're not gonna stop." Right. Exactly. <laughs> Bang. It's such an interesting yeah. sequence
2: because like it's <sighs> it's a sequence where and I guess this is true of the game to some extent too, but literally everyone is wrong. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you're you're gonna take this girl's brain out of her head without saying. Not telling her. her. You know, I know, I I know, I know that like the American Medical Association doesn't exist anymore. Major HIPAA violation. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You you know, I don't know. Maybe it's you should real. What you should do, I think, is if there's any question of how this dude will react to hearing that, like the person he spent the better part of a year with got her brain scooped out. You do it, and then you tell him, because then it's done.
0: Yes, I was thinking that. I was thinking that that would have been a perfect um, Ozymodius moment. Yeah. What are you talking about, Joel? We killed her twenty minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, like, also
2: Joel, for his part, you know, should not have gone on a rampage. Should have at least asked her, asked Ellie what she wanted first. Yeah. But, you know, everyone in there is like, no one in there is is taking uh, Ellie's agency into account. No. So. None, not at all
0: there's two more things i want to discuss before um, we wrap this up um uh one we'll talk about like did we enjoy things they added that weren't in the show but to me the most important part of the ser- of the show was going to be did they have the giraffe moment and did they end the on the same beat that they ended the game dude
1: on. i was so happy about that dude which one like, the draft the, or the the,
0: ending? <laughs>
1: uh the, the very last scene like i okay. even watching sitting down watching with my wife last night i i knew that the pause of the moment waited for the nod just like in the game and i even cheesy moment i know but i, I literally spoke the okay along with ellie right as she said it um and i was so happy about that (laughs) um if they they wouldn't have it would i I would have been like nope i'm gonna flip a table
2: (laughs) well it's it's interesting to me just because when we were going into this season and you know I, i don't know if they said as much beforehand i didn't you know i was kind of keeping up with the um promotional material but i wasn't like reading interviews but I was like, I was not sure if they were even going to do the entire first game in one season. You know, if they were going to find somewhere in there to break on a cliffhanger and do it in two or something. Um, so it is, um, but which, it, and it makes sense that they did it this way because it is a complete story in and of itself. But, um, you know, I think it, when you get to the end of the se- end, end of the game, end of that, that story those are the two, the two moments you need to nail. And they did. And one of the ways and they did, they did yeah. it, I think that last scene was one of the ones where like, if you were to sync it up with any version of the game, it's probably almost
1: shot for shot.
2: You know, mm-hmm. if, if not exactly, you know, they're saying, they're saying am on the same cues or whatever, but the way the shots are composed, the way, you know, the, the, the pause before she yep. answers, yep. stuff like that. The
1: nod before she answers, like yeah. everything was right almost.
2: I would bet there are pretty a much second. one for one. Which I think yeah. which I think they they did throughout the se- the series, but they really reserved it for like the most important scenes. Yep. Um so it's really gonna live and die based on the cast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, they they nailed it. Like the chemistry yep. between Pedro Pascal as Joel and Bella Ramsey as Ellie is like perfect right it's oh, it's yeah. not they're not they're not just channeling um troy baker and uh, ashley johnson but they're you know they're they're embodying the characters in slightly different ways but it's that that are still gelling the same way and it's really yep it was really something to see um and speaking of those two uh troy baker and ashley johnson who played them in the game it was also very cool throughout the season to see like oh you're dropping in cameos and bit parts yep. for yeah for all
1: the various... these people who who were in the game yeah i, yeah, I, I was about to say cool same scene. thing yep. yeah that was super cool um i like oh let's let's touch on that and i hate that we're it's about the whole the whole season and yet we're focusing a lot on the final episode um but um i like the addition that they did to explain when when the flashback scene with their mother yeah the, that you know it explains a lot they didn't go they didn't go crazy about an explanation, some weird thing. It's just like, no, it was right, right, right as she was coming out, right as she was a bit, and right as she cut the umbilical cord. It, you know, it's it's almost like a. a there's a word for it. Um, what is it? George Washington vaccinated his people by injecting them with act the actual uh thing and then then they oh, got sure yeah i don't know i don't know the I, word but yeah, yeah yeah i don't know the word either but essentially essentially is what it was essentially as a, a, a half-ass vaccination um and thus she was born with the immunity which i thought was pretty freaking awesome it's, um, it's interesting
2: because i think that's for me just personally i thought that was a really wonderful scene like the whole sequence like ashley johnson is great in that sequence really nice little like full circle thing where she's playing ellie's mom and it also plays into the themes of that specific episode, and also the greater season about, you know, parental love and stuff like that. the The only thing I w- I might have changed is that I would not have made it as explicit because I don't think I I never really cared about answering that question. But if they were going to do it, that's like the best way to do it, right? Where it's like it's a thing yeah. happens, it's clear what what that implies, but it's not a whole thing where someone is like. Oh my! And that's why she's immune. Very well done sequence. That is, it's not just about that. It's it's doing other things. It's it's working in layers. So like you could, you could lose that bit entirely, and it would still be a very important
1: yeah absolutely. sequence
2: for the episode.
1: Absolutely, yeah. but but then we also built on on Marlene being being close to Ellie, and also her having that thing to fight about to understand with Joel when he when she lays it out with Joel, like, no, I understand, I understand yeah. what I'm doing, and I fucking hate this, but this is like for the greater good type of situation. Even though I still didn't tell her what we were about to do is, is yeah. crack open her head <laughs> and you know kill her for the greater good. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, it was it was a wonderful scene, a, a wonderful addition to the whole thing. Didn't need to be there, but it didn't take anything away from it.
0: Did some changes by adding backstory to how it was spread and stuff like that. There was an extended sequence at the beginning of the second one. Um, Joel, I believe, explains Ellie's at episode three. He explains that you know it would have been in the major like food stuffs that get stocked on the shelves on Thursdays and Fridays. So the week, yeah, um, the whole world falls on a weekend. Yep. yep. Um, The Bill and Frank just that 25 minute sec- uh, section episode three was just beautifully done it was such a wonderful change the only thing i really didn't like that they changed or added was actually in the first episode really um i have never i liked them building up sarah like a day in the life of her um i liked that part but to me one of the most memorable sequences in the game is you are sarah in the car and you're able to just move around the car while Joel and Tommy are talking. Mm-hmm. And you can look out the window. If you're not looking out the right window, you don't see kind of stuff happening. Sure. And it's such the way they show her moving, the way like she touches the windows, she grips the seat. All these little things are happening that you as a player are controlling and manipulating. I love that. And they kind of strip that back to have this action sequence that includes a plane falling from the sky (laughs) and exploding like you know like a hundred feet away and causing this car accident this other stuff that's the beginning was so it lost me a bit because of the change from small world i'm a child in a car to large world explains falling from the sky entire town being looted and all that stuff that's really the only change i didn't really agree with them
2: well it's 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 an interesting point because i hadn't considered that when i watched that episode by and part of it is by the necessity of the medium right where you're no longer in control of where the character is looking or where the camera is um but that is a sequence where you are like you are in control of this young girl that has no idea what's happening um so I can definitely see where you're coming from there, even though that didn't like that didn't stand out to me. Um,
0: I mean, most of it worked. You know, I don't mind the backstory being explained. I didn't mind um, Ellie's mom being the most badass woman alive to be literally give birth while stabbing something to death. I mean, right, <laughs> right, that's so badass. Well, I think some of those changes
2: are like some of the best things. There's that extended sequence in the second episode that opens the second episode that is just about this woman possibly the, the the one person in the world who is best equipped to know what's coming. Just like realizing how fucked everything is. Oh yeah. Um, and it, you know, not, not in the game, totally outside the scope of the game of the game's view, but just like such a wonderful and harrowing sequence. And like, even that nice, that, that opening in the first episode where it is kind of like on the nose, but it's like this interview from the sixties on TV yep. and mm-hmm. it, and it's really just like, here's the theme of the show. Like, we are making sure you understand what we are trying to do before yep. we do it. Yep. But it's still like just a, a nice, like well-written scene. And then, you know, the whole first episode we we're, which we we're talking about aside from any of the changes, once we get into game mode, you know, is really just about like doubling down on what, what some of that stuff in the game does early on, where it's trying to make you feel who this young girl is before they take her away. But this is like, they're just doubling down on that, right? Where the whole first episode mostly is the the last day in this girl's life, the last day mm-hmm. anything is normal, just, mm-hmm. like, seeing how it plays out and just, like...
0: Just wrapping this up, since we haven't really touched on episodes four and five at all with Henry and Sam... Mm. Um, Oof, um, I will Oof. say Henry that Sam. Kathleen, um, the actress, Melanie Linsky, I have only known her from two and a half men where she plays like (laughs) the 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 nutsy neighbor yeah who was in love with charlie i loved her in this (laughs) yeah and that's that's another great change right because i think in the game
2: it's really just like zombies and like faceless soldiers right but
0: Mm -hmm.
2: here we're like doing a different we're doing it slightly differently and like we're Mm -hmm. putting a face to this character who doesn't get a ton of screen time but what we Mm -hmm. get from her really tells you this is who this person is and like Like yeah. everyone else in the show, she's not a good person and
1: she's very complex. She, she, she's understandable, she but also such a good job yeah. that I wanted to punch her like so bad. Like she did a yeah. good job of being, of portraying this character that just is not a good person. And it, it's, I mean, yeah, flawed and issues and this and that, but you just, you wanted to just shut her up.
2: You know, and I think that's also the, maybe the biggest action set piece of maybe the season, which is also... Yep really solid i think the only silly that's another bit where i was like oh this is kind of video gaming because there's a boss <laughs> <laughs> um but otherwise like you know it's a really wonderful chaotic sequence that i think could have felt much more um artificial than it was because we're we're recreating the thing where it like in the game you're, you're sniping from the roof all chaos mm-hmm. is breaking loose um but i think the way they played it was really strong yeah
1: yeah. Um. And and Sam and Henry though. Oh my god. Like that was another scene that I was not looking for. Let's let's be straight up. Like episode one, crying like a like a child. Episode three, crying like a child with the, the blowing Frank stuff. Sam and Henry's another moment that I didn't want to live through again. And they fucking nailed it again. Another one that was almost shot for shot in that last scene. Uh, the change to uh Sam being deaf was yeah another change that wasn't in, in the uh, in the game but like they did it very well and added so much more to it uh, especially seeing sam and ellie freaking just bonding and ellie having fun as a, a, a you know a young teenager still a child essentially with this other child like god damn they like, just thinking about it, it just almost wells me up <laughs> just talking yeah. about it some of it is recency bias IS because i watched the finale
2: last night as of this recording but also that how good the rest of the season was that like you know, we're talking about all these standout moments as as well as some nitpicks, but then also there's like this entire other wonderful, harrowing two episodes in there that we just almost forgot about. <laughs> yeah. And what one thing that reminds me of one thing I wanted to mention just because like we the HBO Max dropped a um like a half hour making of thing along with the finale, and my wife and I watched it tonight. Um it's definitely worth your time.
0: All right. So we're gonna wrap things up.
1: Uh, quick question.
0: Yeah. has
2: josh played the last of us no i don't oh think so oh my
0: gosh i don't think so
2: fuck i was i it's a shame that he's not here because i was curious to get his yeah just, someone who hasn't
0: played it because I, so I was still,
1: sitting here going like i don't think he ever played this thing
0: i know he doesn't like like scary movies and games so i don't think he's we'll, actually played the last of us we'll make a gamer out of him yet
1: no i actually no i actually don't want him to play i want to hear his all right we need to we need an addendum. We need an addendum episode. We need an addendum we'll do, episode.
0: We'll do a bonus episode when life isn't life isn't eating his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so he's not does, a clicker. How
2: does Josh feel <laughs> about buff women in video games? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, how
0: does Josh feel about misery porn?
1: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: and our music and our theme song this week will be played by. I don't know I gave up that shtick a few games ago, a few episodes ago <laughs> I think 80 is long enough <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody
1: bye guys have bye. a good night bye
0: Matt say your stupid thing so I can hit stop watch <laughs> Star Trek <jerk>.
1: thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> even though Josh is not here you can follow him at josh underscore star you can follow us at Talking Smack Pod you can join our discord at tsmackpod at com. that's also where you can email us Thank you to Leo Allen for our musical themes. And Beppo Retro L Studios for our Apple podcast. Please be sure to subscribe or review us.